How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Kicking it off on a Friday. Yes, that's right. We have made it. It's here, finally. After all this time, John Grayson here with you. Jamie Monticelli continues her vacation. Uh, We got Colin in the other room running the controls on the program. And today is a very special day. You know, we've been telling you for weeks and weeks now, and especially this week in particular, about Coats for Kids. Coats for Kids, today is the last day. Today is the final day of our 2023 drive for Coats for Kids. And if you want to get your donations in and you haven't yet, you still have time to do that. Do it the same way you always have. And we've been telling you about this just to give you a little background on it before we bring in a special guest to do some more talking about Coats for Kids. That uh, this $25 is all it takes. That's all it takes to put one good quality winter jacket on one child here in Kansas City. And that's one of the other important things about this effort is that every dollar you donate stays right here in town. It's all about Kansas City. It's all about keeping kids warm for the winter. And I mean, you know what it's like right now. The forecast for this weekend, yes, you have heard the S word in the forecast for this weekend. We are likely to get some snow as well. And this is what we're going to be dealing with for the next few months. And and kids whose families have don't have the means are in no control over this at all. So we need your donations. $25 is all it takes, as we said, to put one jacket, one good high-quality winter coat on a kid here in Kansas City. If you can do that, fantastic. If you can do better than that and, and donate a little bit more to Coats for Kids, we would so much appreciate that. If you don't have the means to do that, a $5 donation, a $10 donation, a $1 donation, it all adds up and it will all help us out. And Eric Geshwin is the, the president of Pinnacle Bank. Eric, we, we've been talking about the fact that you and and all of the good folks at Pinnacle Bank have been such great partners in this effort over the years. And this year in particular, we, we ran into a little bit of a snag because the weather stayed warm on us for a long time. You know, it's it's strange, but that really did affect donations. This week, though, Kansas City, once again, has really been stepping up. Uh, you know, it is funny because here in Kansas City, you just don't know, right? We got snow, was it last weekend or two weekends ago? Yeah. And it, which is, I mean, over over the Thanksgiving break, which was kind of a little bit insane. And then sometimes we're sitting here in 70 degrees going, please, <laughs> it's coming. We Please promise. bring bring the money <laughs> for the right. coats because it's, it's gonna coming. Get cold. Yes. Yeah. February will still happen. <laughs> yes. January will still happen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I, I I know we've talked about this before, but it's been a long time since we've had you here in the studio with us. Explain Pinnacle Bank's connection and, and why this charitable effort in particular was one that you wanted to hook onto. Well, I think I think the main thing for us is obviously we want to be involved in the community. We want to help people. And like you just said, with with kids in particular, um, here I am. I'm driving here this morning and drive by the bus stop, and there's 15 kids waiting for a bus. And it's real easy for somebody like me who basically goes from the house to the car. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not walking to school or, or, or standing outside 10, 15 minutes waiting for a bus. 
And like you said, uh, we want to make sure that every child has a coat and that need isn't going to go away anytime soon. So we're going to, we're going to do it. And then I have no doubt all the good work that we're going to do this year, we're going to be doing it again next year because, because there's going to be continued need in our community. And it's important for, for businesses and individuals, uh, you know, it's that hand up, not hand out. Let, yes. Let's really let's really work together because, you know, we always talk about whenever we hear things on on in the media about, oh, well, this is going on and this and this is going on. And we go, OK, well, everything's local. So what's happening in our community? And this program reinvests in our community with our young people. And it's important for me and my team to be involved in that. Yeah, that's and it's a great answer. We have uh, we have also the the folks who actually go out and and take the money that's donated to Coats for Kids who go out and make those purchases. And the great thing about that is that you know this, as you said, this is a year over year effort, and and there's always going to be a need to fulfill. But you think about and and what occurred to me is is you were kind of talking about this, the fact that um, you know these kids that will benefit from this program this year may outgrow that coat next year, a couple of years down the road, but they're also probably going to have a little brother or a little sister because we're able to take that just $25 and get a coat that will last four years that, you know, they're going to have, uh, it's, it's sort of a generational thing. They're going to have little brothers and little sisters who can benefit from this down the road. I think that's an excellent point. And then when, when you think about it again, this morning as I'm driving over, kind of thinking about what we were going to discuss you know, if you got up this morning and you thought about which coat you were going to wear to work or school, <laughs> yes, then maybe um, maybe this is a program you can support uh, as opposed to a kid who's going, okay, look, this is the only coat I have. I'm wearing a coat that's way too small because I'm trying to get a year out. The, the family's trying to get another year out of it or it's way too big because it is a, a brother or sister that was a couple years older. Um, the the need is real. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when you were, you mentioned that, you know, you, you do the same thing I do. You go from the house to the car. I mean, a lot of us don't even leave the, Like you get into the garage right. and get into the car and you, you know, the cold weather is not something that, that generally affects us all that much. When you were a kid, were you a kid who walked to school? No, really? Mm-hmm. No. And, and again, um, I was driven to school. So it was kind of the, still the same thing. Yeah. I went from the house to running to a car and again, not going outside until the car got there, or if my parents took me, just going into the garage. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't even standing at the bus stop for 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, we, we always did, uh, right up until, you know, like fourth or fifth grade, we were all walking to school. And when I say we, it was all the little kids in the neighborhood. We used to get together and walk because it was only about six or seven blocks. But believe it, the weather can get really nasty <laughs> in those six or seven blocks. And uh, and the thing is that, you know, this this program, the more that we talk about it, the more that I realized back then how much I took for granted. I never had to worry about, am I going to have a coat that's going to keep me warm on the way to school? Am I going to have a snowsuit that's going to keep me warm on the way to school? Of course I was. And when you come from that, it's difficult sometimes to put yourself into the shoes of somebody whose parents just do not have the $25 to go get that coat. I think that's the, um, we, we have to choose our mindset there. Yes. Because you can either put blinders on and and come up with an excuse or 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 ignore it because it's not there or you can be aware and and it's that awareness that that this program brings is that okay look 
I realize that maybe in my neighborhood, when I drive down the road, it's because this middle school kid is too cool to wear a coat because it's only 35. (laughs) Right. Um, But it doesn't mean that there aren't kids in this community that aren't wearing coats because they don't have them and they don't have that choice. And so, again, I I don't think, and I'm not trying to be kind of flip about this, but we're adults, we're we're supposed to be the leaders in the community. Uh, Ignorance isn't really a, a good look. (laughs) <laughs> Definitely. Well, and that's why we keep saying, you know, that, that a, a $1, a $2, a $5 donation, that adds up. I mean, it, it really does make a difference. And sometimes that's all it takes. And you, you think about the means that uh, that a lot of us have, and and it just never occurs to us because we don't see it every day, because we drive by that, that bus stop that's got 15 kids and they're all wearing coats and they're all fine and they're all taken care of, that it, you know, it just doesn't occur to us. And yet when somebody points it out, you think that's all it takes. Just one little donation can actually make a difference to a lot of people here in the community. And, and that's, I, I know that's why we love this effort. It's why our boss, Alan First, gets us involved in this every year and is constantly emailing us updates of here's where we are, here's where we want to be. And, uh, and so we've all kind of gotten that excitement going about it too. Even if it's not something that touches us directly, yes, it does because we live here. Well, I, I agree. And I think, I think the other thing for me, I, I, mean, I believe obviously throughout the year there's different challenges, right? There's an out of sight, out of mind. And clearly there's not a need for coats in June. Um, there's other needs. But this time of year, I think people that are in the holiday spirit do have a little bit more of that that mindset of, okay, I'm giving gifts, I'm doing stuff like that. And one of the things I would challenge, and, and my wife and I had this conversation, is like, when you think about how much money we spend on Christmas gifts. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, there, there are people out there that, again, are trying to put coats or paying utility bills. Um, surely we can do something. Definitely. That's a great way to put it. And I do want to give out the information about if you want to donate today. We had, uh, I mean, we were telling people Monday and Tuesday that this year, as we said, because the weather had been a little bit warmer than usual leading up to that, that we had really found ourselves kind of behind the eight ball. And Kansas City really have stepped up big so far this week. We're still a little bit behind. There's still some ground to make up, but we have today to do that. And all you have to do, and because of Pinnacle Bank and because of the, the other people that we partner with, um, Coats for Kids is a safe and easy and secure donation. All you have to do is either go to KMBZ.com and click on the Coats for Kids logo at the top of the page, or you can make an automatic donation through the cell phone. Just text KMBZ Coats, all run together, on to 44321. Text KMBZ Coats to 44321. That'll make an automatic donation today through the end of the day. So, all day long, you have to do that, but don't wait. I mean, if you can make a donation, please do make it as soon as possible. And uh, I mean, th- this is always the best part of our conversations every year when you come in to talk about this is that I know just to prove once again, not that anybody questioned it, but that Pinnacle Bank really does take this partnership seriously. I understand you have a, a gift for the children of Kansas City as well. I do. And, and again, I, wa- I want to reemphasize what you've said again. If, if, if you're one of those people who think about what do I want to you know, we do have a fiscal responsibility as individuals to be good stewards of our money and make sure that when we give to a charity or something that those funds are used responsibly. And again, I, I want to reiterate, these funds are used here in the community, 100% of them, to put coats on kids in Kansas City, 
Raytown, Blue Springs, Olathe, Liberty, Lee Summit, wherever their need is here in Kansas City. So it's not going out of the out of the city. We're taking care of our people here, and I think that's very important. I do have um, with me here, John. I have a, a check for three thousand dollars. Oh, fantastic! Uh, to buy coats. Um, there is a little bit of a check in here, also from me um, personally. But the bank and me personally really, really feel strongly about this program, and I and I I do want to encourage everybody. It's it's going to be a great holiday season. Everybody has challenges. We know that money's tight and things. Anything that you can do to help support this program, myself and our team at Pinnacle Bank really, really appreciate it. And we could not be happier about this partnership over the years. Thank you so much for that. And uh, and I'm sure the kids of Kansas City would thank you personally if they could. And Eric Gesson, we always love having you on the show. Thank you so much for uh, for the check and for your continued support and dedication to Coats for Kids and for coming by and telling us about it. Thanks, John. I enjoy it. You got it. Take Merry care. Christmas. There is plenty more coming up here. John Grayson with you. We'll get to you and your phone calls. Get to some news of the day coming up in just a couple on 98.1 KMBZ. A little bit of breaking news as we continue on through this Friday morning. Uh, first of all, before we even get to the breaking news, uh, I know it's not actively raining now, or at least it isn't here, but it is foggy. Uh, do us all a favor, put the headlights on, and, and don't just count on the running lights as we keep hammering on over and over and over again. Don't just let the running lights be enough because th- that doesn't turn on the taillights behind you. It still makes you harder to see for other traffic on the road. Please, uh, I'm looking at it right now, and it's uh, it's significant. And it's also significant the number of cars that are going by on Shawnee Mission Parkway that don't have their headlights on. Yes, I mean you. Turn your headlights on. Anyway, uh, please do that. It'll make everybody's trip a little bit safer and easier on the roads. It's also really, really quiet today. Is today a holiday I didn't know about, Colin? Is is there something going on? <laughs> I mean, there's nobody here in the building except Friday. for you and me. Yeah, I guess. It, yeah, Zant it's, says it's the first day of Christmas. Is today? No, I thought that was the 6th. Is is the sixth? Not because that's. Wait, <laughs> hang on a second. Well, now he's joking behind us. So oh, okay. <laughs> he's just playing with us. Yeah, because no, it couldn't be. It'd have to be like the. Well, if there's twelve, let's see. What's twenty five minus what? Thirteen. I know. I was told there would be no math. So I'm a but, journalism but, major. I'll but keep wait a minute. It. Isn't isn't the sixth of December? That's Saint Nicholas Day, right? Sure, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so apparently, Colin's not Catholic. All right. Uh, well, neither am I. But uh, yeah. So yeah, I thought that was the feast day of Saint Nicholas was December sixth. Whatever. Anyway, so that that's happening. Nobody's going anywhere today. But the few of you who are out, I'm still seeing about one car in three that's got their headlights on. So please, please turn them on. Just remember to turn them back off before you know when you get where you're going. Uh, The breaking news, by the way, comes to us out of the United States Congress, which is one member less than it was a few minutes ago. George Santos has, in fact, been expelled from the United States Congress, and that is the beginning, middle, and end of anything I'm going to say on the subject. So just wanted you to know that happened. He's out. And now the folks in New York are going to have to figure out something else to do. Now, um, much closer to home, I want to go into what we ended the show with yesterday when we were talking about the incident that took place at Shawnee Mission East High School, um, if you're not aware of what went down there, it was effectively a fight that took place in a hallway between a, a white boy and an African-American girl who was upset, the girl was, and several of her friends, 
because the boy had allegedly referred to them and other black students as slaves. And there was a discussion that took place in the hallway between two of that boy's friends, two girls who were with him, and the girl who ended up being part of the fight. And I want to be careful how I phrase this because I want to make it clear that the incident, that the first contact was made by him. And it was made after he not once but twice called this girl the N-word and then pushed her. She kind of you know, fell backwards and pushed back, and that's when the punches started to fly. Him first with an over-the-head haymaker. And it just, it was an awful, awful incident. It was something that never should have happened. And because of that, there were protests yesterday, um, and we told you that was coming. I mean, at the end of the show yesterday, we, we told you that 5 o'clock was the sort of a kickoff point for that, and it was all over the TV news. We had it, and, you know, it, it was a, a very... I was going to say quiet. I don't think that's the right word. It was a very calm protest, but it was also clearly a very angry protest because this is an incident that shouldn't have happened. And the consternation came for a number of reasons. First of all, that this happened anyway. You know, that you've got this kid going around school shouting things like that and then getting into a fight with a girl. And as we said yesterday, gee, I I hope he really feels like a big man today, having broken a girl's nose. You know, isn't that what you want from your son? So, uh, curiously, we haven't heard from his parents. We've heard from hers. Um, So, that was part of it. The other piece of it was that both of them had been suspended. And there's more to the story. He has now been charged with a felony. Uh, a felony aggravated assault, if I remember correctly, but there is also a a bit of consternation in the community about why that hasn't been enhanced with a hate crime, uh, hate crime enhancement. And at this point, that still has not happened, at least not to the best of our knowledge. If it has, it hasn't made it out into the news yet. So th- that's another piece of it. But there was one thing that happened last night that I think is relevant, and I think it's something you and I need to talk about, which is the fact that During the protest, there was also a list of demands that were made clear by the students who were there. And and some of their parents who were also there taking part in this. And one of them that I thought was among the more interesting deals exactly with the aftermath of this situation. I mean, they're asking for things like uh, the zero tolerance policy to allow students targeted by hate speech to defend themselves and for the district to establish transparent accountability measures to allow for public reporting of discipline. That last piece probably isn't going to happen. Um, that, that last piece of it where they talk about uh, establishing transparent accountability measures for, uh, to allow for public reporting of discipline. Schools have forever resisted doing that. And in, in many cases, it's by law. They can't do it. It's not just because they're worried about getting sued. The law doesn't allow them to publicly report discipline and the actions that they take. That usually has to come, like the suspensions in this case, that came from reporting either by the families or uh, by people who are aware of the situation. But it's not the school district themselves. They haven't commented on what they did because many times they can't. So I wouldn't expect that. However, the, the first piece of that, the idea that the zero tolerance policy should allow students targeted by hate speech to defend themselves. If you look at what happened in that video, 
um, clearly there was aggressive behavior by the boy that was suspended. Clearly. And because he was tossing out the N-word and had already referred to her and other people of color in that school as slaves, he was spoiling for a fight, is what it looks like. Now, I don't know why. I don't know what got into his head that, that you know made him think that this was, oh, here's what I'll do. But it doesn't matter. And the idea that she has been suspended, that uh, I mean, we know her name, it's Brianna Brown. Uh, and we know that because she has very much you know, t- taken the fore on this. She's given interviews, so has her father, um, about what happened and about their upset at the way that she has been treated as a result of this. But because so many people are upset about the fact that she was suspended alongside the boy who was clearly, clearly in the wrong from the very beginning of this, doesn't make sense to a lot of people. So what about that? If you, I mean, think about it in terms of if it were your child. If you're the victim here, if you're the person who has this aggressive behavior being committed against you, and there is a hate crime sort of component to it, if there's hate speech that's going on, no matter what what the reason for the hate speech is, religion, color, whatever, doesn't make any difference. If it's that kind of thing that's going on, And then that person decides to take it to the next level and turn it into a physical confrontation. Should you then have the ability to defend yourself from that without fear that the the school is going to suspend you because of a zero tolerance policy that says no violence? I mean, if you look at it and take it to its illogical conclusion, I don't know what they were expecting her to do to avoid a suspension other than sit there and take a beat down. And given the fact that he was the one who started this, I'm not so sure that that's the way things ought to work. So what about it? Should a kid in that situation have the ability to defend himself or herself without fear of being suspended because they were, quote unquote, in a fight, regardless of who started it and, you know, the wording and the verbiage that led up to it. We'll give it to you, 913-586-7798. John Grayson here with you. It is a Friday. We'll get to your phone calls here in just a couple. 913-586-7798. More to come on 98.1 KMBZ. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 10.35 now the time. John Grayson here with you, 98.1 KMBZ. And, uh, Jake, thanks for the backup on that. Turn your headlights on. 913-586-7798. 913-586-7798. Talking about uh, what happened with the incident at Shawnee Mission East with the protest that took place last night and with now the idea that one of the things that the students want to see happen because of this is for anybody who is the recipient, uh, sort of on the on the receiving end of a hate speech for them to be able to defend their, themselves if that hate speech is followed by an aggressive physical confrontation, for them to be able to defend themselves in that physical confrontation without fear of being suspended. Should you have the ability to fight back and defend yourself if somebody you know uses your race, your religion, your, your any immutable status against you and then decides to follow it up by physical action? Should you have the ability to do that without them saying, well, you were both involved in a fight, so both of you get suspended. We'll go to the phones on that and bring in Mike in Topeka. Hey, Mike. Hey, how's it going this morning? Going well. Um, so before I say what I want to say, I want to clarify two things. First of all, um, if memory serves me correctly, in this whole encounter, when the two actually fought, they were separated and they kind of charged at each other. Is that correct? Yeah, they were uh, They were initially, so you had in the hallway, you have the two girls who were initially part of the, well, three actually, the two white girls and the black girl who were discussing back and forth in kind of a heated fashion what he had said when he was calling people slaves. They kind of start to walk away. She says something along the lines of, uh, something about what he said, and I don't remember exactly what the wording was, but uh, something about, you know, next time if you want to say something like that, say it to my face. He then yells from the other end of the hallway, shut the F up. She turns, starts walking back towards him and says, what did you say to me? That's when he spins, starts walking right back toward her, calls her the N-word twice, and as they approach each other, he shoves her, she shoves back, and that's when the punches start. Okay. Um, so, and that's where you know, I wanted to draw that distinction because there is a fine line between what I would consider a fight and a self-defense encounter. Um, and, and to me, that is where we're both opponents, you know, whatever the situation may be, have an understanding that we are about to engage in fisticuffs versus I'm being attacked. Yeah. Um, you know, if someone just comes at me, like, you know, for those who don't know, I'm a concealed carrier. I take self-defense very seriously and, and train hardcore about it. If I'm out in the real world, say I'm, I'm getting money from an ATM and someone comes up and, and tries to rob me and they physically attack me, I can attack back legally until the threat is stopped. Once it's stopped, I can't keep going. That's the difference between a fight and a self-defense encounter. Right, if we okay. we start attacking each other equally, that's a fight. Yeah. And so I think yeah, in this situation at the school, she absolutely should not have been suspended because she was attacked. And so she was defending herself. If they had said, hey, let's get together at 3 o'clock you know, outside behind the bleachers and you know, go to town on each other, that would be a fight. Right, and, and square off and whatever. And, and to, to kind of back that up, um, you know, the, I think we've all seen those confrontations, especially back in high school, where you've got two guys who are standing nose to nose and they're both doing the, you know, puffing their chests out thing and going, come on, man, you swing first. No, you swing first. And, and it never actually comes to a fight. So the fact that they were right. approaching each other 
really, to me, doesn't mean anything. What means something to me is who made first contact. And in that case, it was him. And the fact that, you know, it wasn't until he actually put his hands on her that she struck back in an effort to defend herself. It wasn't a fight. It was self-defense. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say, I I think that this is a good lesson for everyone to have your kids take self-defense classes. My youngest nephew is five years old. He's in karate classes. It's a really good idea because you don't know who's going to be stupid when or where or how. So it's it's a good idea to have your your kids, you know, have some self-defense training because I would have liked to have seen her just walk the floor with this guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Fair enough. Mike, Mike, thanks very much. Um, thanks very much for the call. And, you know, it's funny because, I mean, you know, the text line being what it is, uh, you know, we're hearing from people who are saying, oh, she should have walked away. Really? Should she? (laughs) You know, again, so what we're saying is we should have a situation where he can go throwing around that kind of garbage in school and it's incumbent on her to walk away. She should back down. I think that's hilarious, and I think you really ought to reanalyze your position on that, given what happened before this fight. With that, we'll go to Kim and Shawnee up next. Hi, Kim. Hello. Hey there. Hey, I've listened to you guys the last couple of days, and I just wanted to make a brief comment about the fact that it's not uh, that it's not always, you know, a white person black person issue and and my daughter i have to start by saying my daughter is an inner city school teacher um i have two bio caucasian grandkids and one adopted african-american grandchild so i am by far the least racist person you will encounter but when she was she is 17 now and when my granddaughter was 11 she was riding the school bus home and two african-american black kids were sitting behind her calling her all kinds of bad names Now, she's just a young kid, right? And they call her the N-word. And she turns around and says, you're an N. And at that point in time, they proceeded to come over the back of the seat and pummel her face. I have pictures of her face red and swollen. The school district and the bus district, neither one suspended the boys because my daughter said, or my granddaughter at 11 said the N-word when these two boys had said it to her. And... um, my granddaughter never got on the school bus again. The boys never got suspended, and my granddaughter never rode the school bus again because she was scared to death. The police did file charges, and the boys did have to do community service. But I just wanted to say this is a bigger issue. I mean, I get in this case it was a racial issue, but this is a bigger issue about school districts standing behind and supporting their students. I, oh, that's I absolutely I agree. Uh, Kim, thank you. I absolutely agree. And that's why I said, you know, it, it, it's not a matter of if a black kid ends up on the receiving end of this. It's if if you are targeted because of an immutable status. If you're targeted, be, well, religion really isn't because you can hide that if you want to. But um, But if you're targeted because of your color. Not because you're black, but because of your color. It doesn't matter who's on the receiving end and who the aggressor is. Should you be able to defend yourself in that case? Um, if, If the person who is attacking you because of something about you that you can't change, then should you have the ability to defend yourself without fear of being suspended because, again, you were, quote, unquote, in a fight? The fact that the aggressor, the the first person who makes contact— is the the same one who was throwing around the hate speech, to me makes that an easy call. 
And the call is, yes, you should be able to defend yourself, especially when that person raises a hand to you. We'll go to uh, Mordock in Kansas City up next. Hello, Mordock. Uh, good day. I Hi. just wanted to let I just wanted to, to call in and say that if the that the student handbook says no fighting, and here are the consequences if you do fight. I don't care what your skin color is, you get punished for it. They're both idiots. They're both made the mistake, and they both got punished as it should have been. What would you expect her to do when he shoves her? I don't. I expect both of them to be smart enough to walk away and not instigate any of this nonsense. But they. But he. Okay. So neither one of them was, and they're both shouting at each other, and then he raises a hand. What's she supposed to do? What she probably did, but she, knowing the consequences of her action, she got punished just like he did, and is and rightly so. Student handbook, I'm very sure, says no fighting. You fight, here are the consequences. They both fought. They both got. They both got in trouble. So it doesn't make any difference why. I no, because, it doesn't. Because I don't, I, we don't care who started. I don't care why why it was started. Rule book says you fight, you get punished. Well, they I both it, fought, they both got punished. But what I'm curious about is, you know, when I ask you what should she have done, you said, well, I think she should have done exactly what she did. But you started the conversation by calling her stupid. Well, I think they're both stupid, to be perfectly honest with you. Why is they're she stupid? Of- she was being called names. She was being called awful names. And and he was the he one who started the him. fight. So what did yeah, she do she that was stupid? To him, challenging him. How is he's a... He's a testosterone-filled teenage boy. He's probably the dumbest of of us all. She was stepping up to him. He was stepping up to her. They both fought. They both get punished. Okay, I, I Mordock, I appreciate the call. I'm never going to see it that way. Um, you know, I've I've had it with this this nonsense of you know we're just going to go by what the handbook says and not take any of the other uh, any of the other circumstances into account. You know, she did not want to fight. She didn't. You can tell. If, and if, again, I, I'll point out the same thing I pointed out yesterday because I know there are probably those of you who are here now who were not here at the end of the show yesterday. There is a much longer version of the video that shows the lead up to this entire confrontation. Um, and the faces are not blurred out. They're not censored. That's out there and available. I'm, I'm not going to point you to it simply because it, it, it's... It's not in in anybody's interest to do that, but there is a much longer video that I've seen all of that gives a lot more perspective into this. And clearly, I mean, especially when you see both of them turn, when he yells back at her to shut the F up and she turns and says, what did you say to me? He immediately spins on his heel and starts walking up with his shoulders up and his hands up and he's walking down as though he is waiting for the fight to start. I think it's easy to look at things in a black and white manner. But I feel like there's so many more turning gears and integral parts yeah. in, in something like this. Absolutely. You, know, you can look at the rule book and say, this is what the rule book says, black and white issue, yes or no. But I think that there are just too many other variables in a case like this to look at it in a one or the other, a black and white sort of manner. Definitely. And and the other thing that you see in that much longer version of the video is that every escalation that took place, every escalation that took place, took place because of him. Let's go to Ashley up next in Kansas City. Hello, Ashley. Hey, guys. Um, she absolutely had the right to defend herself. In a perfect world, yes, they both would have walked away. In a perfect world, we would all have affordable health care, too. So let's just keep wishing. Uh, yeah, in a perfect world, he, he never would have called anybody a slave either. It's, 
Exactly, exactly, John. You know, I have tried really, really hard. My boys are mixed race, um, and I have tried really hard to teach my boys, even if somebody calls you that name, that horrible name, you do not pay any heed to it because I know it's cliche. It says more about them than about you. I am so proud of my JJ uh, about a, well, about six, eight months ago at the end of last school year, a kid called him that word. And he looked him dead in the face and said, joke's on you. I'm only half. (laughs) I love you. I've never even met your kid and I love your kid. Uh, that and that kid walked away. Yeah. The problem that we have in schools is no matter who starts the fight, no matter who throws the first punch, th- both kids get suspended. When he was in sixth grade, yeah. he gave a flower to a girl. Her boyfriend saw it, threw a book in my son's face, broke his glasses, and my son retaliated. They both got suspended. That's not right. Somebody should not be suspended from school for defending themselves. Yeah. Period. That's just, you should always have the right if somebody's coming at you. But what I'm worried about is that it it will turn into this, well, you called me a name, so now I'm going to fight you. Let's not do that. If somebody calls you a name, it's just a name. They're ignorant. Let's teach kids that and teach them how to deal with some idiot out there because it's going to happen your whole life. Yeah. yeah, You know what else I think? I mean, in terms of teaching people things, um, I've spent the last couple of days, you know, whenever I'm ruminating about this particular story, and there's so much in this story to hate. I mean, there really is. But what, what I keep coming back to is what the look on my father's face would have been if I came home from school and told him that I had punched a girl. Uh, 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 yeah, you would have been in serious trouble. If I, if my mom would have had to leave work because I got in trouble at school, oh, good Lord, yeah. Katie barred the door. Yeah. And it's not the teacher, it's not the other kid. It's going to be me. You got it. You know, it, and it's not just whether it's a girl or a boy. It's everybody. Let's quit hitting each other. Yeah. Please. Ashley, thank you. Um, thanks as always, and best to you. We'll take a brief time out on that. We'll get a couple of more of you before the top of the hour. We do have a whole lot more to get into today. Uh, as By request, by the way, we will have a wheel of topics at the end of the show today from 1.30 until 2, so make sure you're around for that. Back to your phone calls just ahead. John Grayson with you on 98.1 KMBZ. 10.54, the time right back to it. John Grayson here with you. And uh, we're just talking about, again, the aftermath of the incident at Shawnee Mission East uh, with the, the fight that took place between a white student and a black student. Uh, the white student, a male, the black student, a female. Uh, her name is Brianna Brown. We know that because she's given interviews and so has her father. But uh, he still hasn't said anything, nor have his family. Curious that. But uh, it, just talking about the fact that, you know, he uh, clearly through uh, the uh, you know the first hands the first contact was made by him in fact if you watch the video you can see that as they're approaching each other she's walking with her arms down at her sides and in those last couple of steps before he comes up he's got this angry look on his face like some kind of rabid mclovin and has his hands already up and shoves her right in the chest that's where it started so not only did he instigate the fight he also made first contact the students are saying, in a case like this, she should have the right to defend herself without being suspended. Do you agree? We'll go back to it, and Diane and Leavenworth is up next. Hello, Diane. Good morning, John. I'm telling you what. I, you know, first off, I think we need to start back at, at his mom and dad and, and his upbringing. Um, 
just for the sheer respect of, of a girl, I used to scrap a lot when I was a kid, but that's way back when. <laughs> yeah. And he had no right in the first place to say what he said, and he had no right to put his hands on that young lady. And I think it's just bull crap that they're keeping her out of school due to his ignorance. And the, the man that was before a couple back on the radio, I think he needs to be evaluated for his thoughts too, because a rule book is a rule book. Yeah. But when somebody puts their hands on somebody else, there's no rules for that. You, you need to get, you need to get yourself expect, you know, out of school. Yeah. And that young lady needs to be able to stay in there. And I, like I said, if, if I was her, I'd have tore into him like a tornado. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Diane. Thanks very much for the call. Uh, we're going to leave it at that. If we didn't get to you, my apologies. We are going to get into some other things after the top of the hour. But if you want to uh, to join in clearly uh, on the show, I mean, you can keep the text coming in. Uh, fairly even split. Uh, well, it's not that. It's actually more on her side and more on the side of... Uh, you should be able to defend yourself, especially if somebody else starts the fight in both ways, by instigating and by hitting first. So um, that said, we'll, we'll turn some corners. If there are any further developments in this, we'll let you know. More on the way. John Grayson here with your news is next on 98.1 KMBZ. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.